Christmas movie about Santa, Krampus, and three ho-ho-hos. That's right. We watch Sleigh Bells. We watch it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, is my buddy, my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, say hello. Ho, ho, ho. I knew that Merry was coming. Merry Christmas, Moon Goons. Uh, I got a whole month of that to put up with. <laughs> Santa's back. This year, Marshall, you've been a bad little bitch. <laughs> Last episode, you went on quite the rant. <laughs> yeah, we actually took a week off between between last episode and this one, so that's why there wasn't a, uh, uh, another episode last week. But uh, we, we just kind of needed a break after no, uh, no Mercy. It kind of kind of took a piece of our souls. and uh, I Aaron, felt- <laughs> Aaron killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Santa's here. I, but yeah, that was a tough one, man. Yeah, we kind of needed to recharge after that and uh, get, get kind of get our energy and recharge for this. Especially for this time of year. This is is my favorite time of year. Everyone says Halloween's the best time. I'm sorry. I love Halloween too, but I'm a fucking Christmas guy. Yeah, I got to put up with this for a month. But we need need to recharge for our Christmas, our our month-long, you know, December month-long Christmas movie push. Um, And I love the horror Christmas. Yeah, Aaron loves this time of year. I, I think it's great. I think it's a good opportunity to, like, bring the wholesome and the horror smack together and you have such great options with the music and the decoration. It's already like kind of baked into the cake of what you can do. I love this type <laughs> of movie in this type of year. Um, so before we get into this week's movie, I want to sh- uh, send a big, big, super big shout to uh, Noah A., um, who is uh, one of our patrons. He uh, actually just upped his, he actually, not just a patron, but he upped his Patreon uh, donations. Someone's for, a good little boy. Someone's a good little boy. <laughs> Uh, so we always want to say a super big shout out to him and a super big thank you. That's awesome. Um, I have your your um, your swag ready to go. I can get it, uh, we'll get it mailed out as soon as possible. Um, so a, a super big thanks to him. Um, and for anybody else who wants to, you know, uh, wants to get in on our Patreon action, check out Patreon.com and uh, get some swag. And just uh, help out the show if you if you enjoy. Uh, it yeah. means a lot to us. We're doing Back from the Dead. Kind of doing a retrospective on a lot of our old Which episodes. Might, I got yeah. I got to uh, I got to put up post a new one. Yeah, we got new one, up. one through ten, two through two, uh, pardon me, one through We're ten, eleven through six now. Every every like ten that. episodes or so. And the first one you can listen to for free. Kind of get a taste of what it is, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, with that said, this week's movie, except it's now Christmas. It's Sunday, December first. Um, so we are kicking, except kicking off our month, December month long uh, Christmas horror movie marathon. So we're kicking off with Sleigh Bells. Sleigh Bells. Uh, this is a uh, and, and, and 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 the spelling on that is S L A Y. Yes. And the bells is B E L L E S, as in a sudden bell. Yes. Like the ladies. 
Um, so this was released on December 4th of 2018. So just about a year old. Yeah, a new um, one. I remember watching it last year too. I, I did watch it like right when it came out uh, for last year's Christmas thing, but obviously we didn't get to it last year. Uh, written by Jessica L- Luresen, Lurson and Dan Walker. Uh, it was also directed by Dan Walker. This man is a man of many hats. Uh, he's only got three directing credits to his name, but he's got 64 credits for visual effects. 13 as an actor, 10 as a producer, 4 as an editor, 3 as a makeup department, and many, many more. Uh, he worked on Live Free or Die Hard as doing visual <laughs> effects. He's also done movies, worked on movies like Devil's Carnival and Slither, if, well, horror movies. Have you seen Live Free or Die Hard? I does, don't remember if I saw that one or not. Does that one take place during Christmas as well? I don't know. That's a shame if it doesn't because Die Hard's a great Christmas movie. Uh, is that the one with Samuel L. Jackson, like... Uh, that's number no, uh, three. That's Die Hard with a Vengeance, oh. and that takes place during the summer. Okay, then what's? Isn't like uh, no. There's Die Hard Another Day. There's they they went I, off they went I, off the rails yeah. with that shit. I I maybe I've not seen that one then. Uh, but Slave Battles you can find it on Amazon, Tubi, YouTube, Google Play, and Voodoo. So it's it's out there. You can easily get it. Uh, cast. It's got some fun cast people to talk about. Yeah. First of all, Santa, our main man, Santa, played by. Barry Bostwick. Barry Bostwick. Uh, who I actually think does an awesome job with this movie. I think he kills it. Um, Alexi is played by my one of my favorites, Christina Kleb. Or Klebe. Klebe. I don't know. How, it's German. I don't know how you officially pronounce it. I just call her Klebe. Uh, she's 67 credits, including Sinister Seduction. Um, she's in the newest uh, 2019 Hellboy movie. Um, she's also done voice acting in games like Wolfenstein 2. And she was in... Friday the 13th, the game, where she was the voice of Jenny Myers, one of my favorite characters. And she's also she also played Linda in Rob Zombie's Halloween remake. Oh. Um, so that's kind of where she most people probably know her from originally. Um, then we have Sadie, played by Hannah Walker. This is an interesting, interesting person. Very interesting case here. Uh, Hannah Wagner, I should say. Did I say Walker? I meant to say Wagner. Hannah Wagner is better known as Hannah Minks, a famous YouTube star. Uh, who now recently has become shrouded in mystery hmm. lately because due to her sudden and complete disappearance, um, like she like right after this movie was she got done filming this movie apparently she like went on his like just disappeared off the face of the planet. Whoa! And, which uh, which character does she play in this? Uh, Sadie, the, the blue haired girl. Huh. Um. So she's MIA. Yeah. Like there's like she was a famous YouTuber who was like. It was like big in like Japanese culture, and she spent time in Japan. Cosplay stuff, huh? Co- kind of cosplay. She did start doing like cosplay anime costumes, but like she started off doing like the, the Japanese word of the day, where she just gave hmm, a Japanese okay. and she'd explain, and then she branched out into like J-pop and stuff. But she was, but I guess mostly because she wants she's a Hakko giant sure, kid, sure. But she's wearing like I guess she wore a lot of like cute, little cute costumes. Japanese yeah, like, yeah. stuff. So obviously she got a following, became a huge star, and, and then just like dis a fucking period. Like no. N- Nothing's been added to YouTube in like forever. Instagram's gone. Facebook, like everything just disappeared. Stopped everything. Huh. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. There's a rumor that one of her like early, early super followers, like who's in, like, uh, we'll call like a Facebook friend, you know, like, okay. what do you call on social media? Like, oh, I'm friends with them on social media. Sure, you sure, sure. But like super early. So she, he, one of her followers, one of her followers, but like from the very beginning, somehow he got the rumor or the theory that. She just got married and just gave up the life and just dis- and but it, nothing's been verified as sure. far as I'm aware to this day and nothing's verified. She's just dis a fucking period. She should be. She could be dead. Who knows what fuck happened? But <laughs> she's just gone. Uh, and then we have Dahlia played by Susan Slaughter. 
Uh, she's got eight credits to her name, including Alleluia, the Devil's Carnival, Ouija House. And here's the interesting thing. She was also one of the ghost hunters on sci-fi's hit show Ghost Hunters. Um, she was on two episodes of the original show, 20 episodes of Ghost Hunters International, and she was on six episodes of Ghost Hunters Academy, uh, which I probably watched all of those. <laughs> I was about to say, man, you were deep into ghost hunting for yeah, a while. Like, before we did the podcast, you oh, were yeah. you were a ghost hunting nerd. I, and I I still like it. Honestly, I just don't have the time to do it. But I think it's, yeah, I, I remember cool. I was you're like you'd go on these trips, you'd go like overnight and do the ghost hunting thing. Yeah. And there was one I'm just like, okay, man, whatever your thing is, and you're like, let's do one together. And I'm like, all right, I'll do one. And then you cancel on me. I don't know, something happened, but you're like, ah, I can't make it. I'm like, oh, yeah, God. you're right. Yeah, I was. I like, was actually kind of excited. I was like, well, let's see. Yeah, if I this forget is all what about. happened, but something, yeah, something came up, and I, I um. Or maybe that trip just got canceled. The you twisted burned. my arm real hard for it. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then, I, then you pump me up enough. I'm like, okay, here it comes. Ah, oh, ah, we're not going. Yeah. I'm not going to hear a bump in the night and get a chill down my spine and then <laughs> be tired the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, and lastly, we uh, to two more people mentioned it. Sherry. Cherry, I'm sorry. Cherry. It's played by Diane Salinger. 76 creds. She played Simone in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. She was Penguin's mother in Batman Returns. No shit. She's also in All Hallows Eve, Pee-wee's Big Holiday. She did. She's done voices. She's done a lot of Paul Rubin stuff because Paul Rubin was the father of uh, the Penguin in Batman Returns. That's right. He yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why was she fucking married to the guy? I don't Who knows? know. Uh, she did voices in such epic games like Skyrim. Uh, she's also appeared in various TV shows like CSI, Young and the Restless, How I Met Your Mother, Kirby Enthusiasm, Charm, Power Rangers, Lightspeed. Rescue, Silk Stockings, Star Trek, Deep Space, Deep Space Nine, many, many more. So she's been all over the place. And lastly, Officer Green in a very minor role, played by Richard Mole. Uh, so some of you younger cats out there might not know who the fuck Richard Mole is, but some of you older you guys should. like mine, you, you should. Because he was uh, Bull, Bull Shannon. Bull Shannon from the famous Bo-doop. Night Court sitcom. I love Night Court. One of my all-time favorites. For all this shit that's still on replay, like... Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Night Court. Night Court's awesome. I know, but it's like it was, with it's weird. Like with Netflix and YouTube and 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 Hulu, yeah, you all think- this shit out there. Even on regular cable, like it's like not played anywhere. Like, why is this not in syndication somewhere? It's one of the greatest sitcoms like ever. It was so, it was so good, much fun. so much fun. But it's not out there anywhere. Even on Hulu or something. Like, why is this not out there to watch somewhere? Uh, like, it's really sad. But anyway, he was the bailiff on Night Court. He was the bailiff, yeah. And he's he's got one a very of the bailiffs. The other was a sassy black Roz, woman, Roz, Roz who was yeah. like four feet tall. And he's like played by Marsha Warfield. Yes, <laughs> and he, it was funny because she was like five feet barely, just kind of like half hefty, and, and hefty. he's like six six. He's, he's really tall. He had a bald shaved bald head. head. Yeah, Look, just looked very lurch esque, you know. But he was a comic. He's he was kind of like, he was the comic relief. You know? Yeah, well, everybody on that show was comic relief, baby. He was, but yeah. Anyway, I guess you're right, yeah. I mean, it's a comedy sitcom. So, that's that for now. We'll come back. Um, so, let's get ready to uh, unwrap this Christmas present. Uh, the movie, we open with the credits. Uh, straight away, no cold open, just credits. And I gotta say, these credits are actually really fun, I thought. And the music's quite, the music's good. And it, it really got me pumped for this movie. Like, it did a, I was like, oh, all right, I'm excited for this I gotta movie. admit, because, I mean, you know, it, it feels uh, indie, but it's, when I and I didn't do any research on the movie. I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't do anything. So I just saw Barry Boswick. I'm like, oh, no shit. And he was, like, top billing. So I'm like, okay, he might only be in it for a little bit. Nope, he was in it. 
um, you know, it goes to the cast and shows Richard Mole, and I'm like, okay. And then the graphics they had, like you said, the graphics were very well done. Really you know, well the, done. The computer graphics, it was going to this like winter wonderland, spinning it onto a kaleidoscope-esque yeah. t- into different scenes. Very well done. It's awesome. And, and the, the music good, too. It's like, oh, man, like, it really gets, it got me going. I was, going for this I was impressed. I was like, okay, this is going to be better than... than yeah, it's know. the best credits we've seen in a very long time on this show. It's like, well, at least it's not a no mercy. <laughs> so after the credits, we get thrown right into the fire. We're taken to Lake Forest, California, 11.23 p.m. on Christmas Eve. In a house that's all decked out on Christmas decorations. And we meet our three main girls right off the bat. And what looks like a cop tied to a chair. The girls are covered in blood. Standing behind them in the corner is Santa Claus. One of them is armed with a handgun. At this point, we don't know any names. We don't know anything. That's just what we see. The first line of the movie is spoken by the captain. says, what the fuck is going on? Who are you? So that's, that's how we open it up. And during his rant, he does say, Chris, I knew you killed that kid. I knew you were crazy like that. And so that just kind of. Give me a little kind of like, okay, what's going on? There's some familiarity yes. going on. Yeah. Uh, the girl with the gun tells the cop to sit the fuck down, shut up and listen. And then we time jump back in time 12 hours earlier. And this is where we kind of start learning about our main girls, uh, Sadie and Dahlia. They have a YouTube channel called Adventure Girls in which they document their urban exploration of weird and outlandish locations. Uh, we jump to the three of the and uh, now the three of them driving down some old highway while blaring techno music. Uh, and we meet Alexi. She's in the back. She's he, she's kind of portrayed as the more responsible one of the two, kind of like more low key, kind of like yeah. We have the two reasonable. The we two. have the two with the three girls, and uh, Alexi is the more responsible. She's not the YouTube personality. No, she's, the two girls are the YouTube personality. Yes. And they got they got. One's got bright pink hair. The other one is no, it's like, red. It's, it's, a, it's whatever. Red. And, the other one, and, then, and the other one's got like a different wigs that she's trying on. She eventually lands on blue, but they have a very extreme look. Very, you know, tits yeah. pushed up to the moon, makeup done real heavy, very, you know, like a YouTube star or trying to be a influencer type of person. Yeah. Cosplay esque. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. And then Lexi's just kind of very toned down and she's wearing like scrubs and she and looks just, like a fucking Ghostbuster. Yeah. <laughs> She, she's wearing like coveralls that are like brown no, like ghostbusters wearing, she, she wears scrubs she's wearing a scrub not, shirt i wear goddamn scrubs my whole goddamn she's career not wearing coveralls not and we see her put it on over her head anyway she whatever like a ghostbuster um so uh the two of sadie and dolly give her alexis some craft for never actually watched any of their ghost or ghost right Adventure Girls videos. So a friend doesn't pay attention to the show they do? Yeah. Sounds familiar. Sounds very familiar. You're on point, all of our friends. All of, our, all of you out there. <laughs> We're never going to hear this because you don't listen, you fuckers. Bad friends. Bad friends. We have shitty friends. <laughs> uh, Not all of them. There are some that do listen. Uh, anyway, they, they tell her that they, as urban explorers, pretty much just break into weird places and film themselves running around and then collect one keepsake from each place they explore. And that's it. That's yeah. So like any like abandoned amusement park or abandoned old big old building or a car factory or or something like that. Old candy factory. This weird shit that's been yeah. Um. So this time they're going to urban explore Santa Land. Before they get there, they pull in for a bathroom break at a roadside hole in the wall bar. Inside we meet the dirty drunk locals and the rough take no shit give no fucks bartender Cherry. 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 It's Cherry. Um. Turns out that Cherry, along with the rest of the locals, don't like Christmas. 
Uh, Cherry even has fuck Christmas tattooed across her fingers. Fuck Xmas on yeah. her knuckles, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that was, uh, I thought, that was, I thought that was pretty good. And the, the one girl, uh, I've, not Dahlia, not Alexi, Sadie. Sadie. The blue, yeah. She winds up on blue hair. Um, she walks in and her tits are just bu- 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 bouncing yeah. uh, everywhere. Is, uh, I, I, I do. It's kind of distracting. I, that's my next. That's my next. note is that yeah. first part I want to mention as much as like Christina Klebb, she does look good in this movie. But one, she looks too old to be hanging out with the likes of Dahlia and Sadie, who looks much, much younger. But goddamn, does Sadie look fucking hot in this movie? <laughs> Literally, these are my notes. Because, uh, goddamn, yeah, her tension is busting out of this little tank top. And she's it's, she's a smoke it's, show. It's definitely noticeable. Yes. Um, it's an eye-opener. Who needs a shot of whiskey when you can see them titties bounce? Exactly. Um, so in comes the cop who we saw in the opening, whose name's Sean. Uh, Dahlia orders some eggnog, which and then Sherry gives her like a disgusting look, and Sherry just pours in three glasses of whiskey instead. Uh, we learned some weird shit's been going on around the town lately that some kids have been murdered. Uh, I also at this point find out that we find out that Sean is not actually a cop, but he's a park ranger who is helping out the understaffed police department for the holidays. Mm-hmm. The girls head off and arrive at the now closed down theme park Santa Land. Alexi's all pumped to go on her first adventure and starts to hop the fence, but Dahlia stops her and says, hey, you're not ready yet. And that's when Sadie pulls out the Christmas, quote-unquote, uniform, and now turns into a sexy cosplay montage as the girls change into their sexy outfits, uh, during which Sadie tries on different colored wigs, even though Mm -hmm. she's already wearing a blue one, this blue cotton candy-colored wig, and then she just decides to stick with that one anyway. And we do get quick titty flash of uh, Dahlia's We do. Tits. We do get quick titty flash. Quick titty um, flash. But it's, it's definitely not... It's not sexy. It's just like a girl changing yeah, her it's shirt. Just, yeah, it's just her changing. So I was just like, why do, why, do I even, why do we even do that? Why did we even like have that flash? I mean, don't get me wrong. I like it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. But... Just for movies in general, if you're gonna show the movies, make them like give give them a little story, give them a little little bump, you know, give me something to go with on the titties. Give them the proper or, or make time. it a gag or make <laughs> it funny. Like uh, example, like in Zombievers, they go skinny dipping, and then when the bear house, she covers her boobs when there's a bear around, which I thought was hilarious. So yeah, either a gag or sexy. If it's just like I'm just changing my clothes, I'm like thanks, but. Eh. There's still tits, and I always, you never say no to tits. I, I learned my lesson, yeah. But um, still, it's just kind of, yeah. It's a nice little Easter, a nice little Christmas present for the viewer. It's just there. A stocking stuff. It is. It's just like, hey, here's a little taste. Here's some little titty. Merry Christmas. <laughs> no, not, not, we're going to focus on just a little something, something It's for a you. little stocking stuff or a little something to make you happy. Um, so, as they film a little video intro, we see that the theme park is actually rigged with its own security cameras. The girls hop the fence and head into Santa Land. Alexi gives them a rundown of what to do uh, in case of a bear attack, because that's what I think they're talking about. Around to, the bears have been attacking. Yeah, when they were at the bar, they did mention, you know, the dead kids, dead family. The, 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 they think it's a bear attack. Yeah, they think There's it's a, a wild bear, 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 bear. bears attacking. So they're like, oh, in case of a bear attack, this is what you do. And then Dio just pulls out this large taser saying, this is my bear plan or something like that. Um, this kicks off the big montage of the girls, quote-unquote, exploring Santa Land while running around and just goofing off. Yeah, and it's... Um, this is this is one again one of those moments where there was no script, nothing was. It was just it's just a montage of them be- goofing around and yeah, exploring, and, really yeah. having fun. Uh, during this montage, we do see them trying to yank out an axe of like an axe out of a tree stump, like it's the sword in the stone. Oh, None shit, of them it's were like able a to Thor's do it. hammer or something. Uh, we did get some more background information on the park. Dahlia mentions that it closed down twenty years ago, and after and she heard apparently rumors that some kid like died 
in the park or at the park or something like that. Yeah. Um, if you have Six Flags money, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you got Disney money, your kid can get eaten by an alligator. Doesn't matter. Mickey Mouse himself can murder your kid at Epcot Center, but well, it won't matter. Don't you remember <laughs> that a couple years ago? A kid got a, a kid got eaten by an alligator on in, on Disney's property. Oh wow. Yeah. Like, ugh, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. Uh, yeah, I heard some like years ago. I didn't know if it was the same. I mean, it's Florida, so it probably happened more than once. But I heard like a like a two or three year old got eaten by an alligator. Like that was just like in their back, like just wandering around. Like I yeah, man, just like chomp fucking dinosaurs, fucking living monsters. Yeah, alligators. Like I will lie, alligators freak me out too. Like it's nothing. I have nightmares. Like recurring. Like when I have nightmares or something like that. Some of the reoccurring things in my nightmares that are always snakes. And alligators. Alligators. It's really weird, but yeah, I have a lot of alligators for some reason. I can understand snakes because there are poisonous snakes in our, you know. Yeah, there's no alligators around her exactly. at all. No, no, no but for not. some reason, I still have like nightmares of like that or dreams that have alligators in them. And huh. it's like not like all the time, but it's like it's definitely one of the more reoccurring things sure. like out there. It's really it's weird. I learn more and more about you, Martha. Yeah, you're a weirdo. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um. Dahlia finds a pair of Santa boots sitting on tree stumps. She tries them on, and they're huge on her. She's like, whatever. Um, Sadie, <laughs> Sadie texts her boy, her boy toy, her, her crush. You know, we see her texting her like, hey, we're here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's it's in, they do this through the movie. Um, they do these cuts where it's like the Adventure Girls logo just will fly in. Yeah, and, it and then like, it will go to them like uh, on their, and then they'll show you. It's YouTube like a, it's page. like you're looking at YouTube. Yeah, and but it's still going with the with what's happening in the movie. Yeah, so they'll do this occasionally with these different types of filters or cuts. Uh, it's a little distracting, but I mean, it's the, at first I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, okay, now I get it. And they did this with this portion where she's texting they're showing the text on the side of the screen you've seen it before in movies before. i think that was during the U- the youtube but no split. no i'm just saying but at this moment they're oh, doing the yeah they yeah. do a lot of these different types of yeah you know and filters, she's like hey brian i'm here today land miss you or something like that and you know it's like busy and and, and but and dies all about dude don't text him he's not whatever but it doesn't matter um uh, so while this alexi is off by herself she finds a dark tunnel uh, but she's a smart thing and does not go down the dark tunnel by herself. So I'm like, all right, cool. She walks back to the others and we see a bloody pile of flesh or something in the weeds. It's like goop. Yeah, it's it just a it bloody goop. It doesn't resemble anything. Yeah, it, it, it just it, it doesn't even really look that much like viscera. Yeah, it's just, it just a bloody something. Maybe like uh, maybe a bloody placenta or something. I don't fucking know. It's just a glob of something gooey like i guess it's bloody you yeah know? um alexis mentions that she feels like they're being watched at this point and then we cut to the local police station where we see one of the bar patrons who being hauled in handcuffs uh the guy we saw him at the bar he's wearing a cowboy hat and like a santa coat a santa coat open yeah, yeah open and uh but he's like instantly set free and the sheriff's like he's like he couldn't have done the murders he's been at the bar you just said yourself he's been at the bar all day yeah cut so, him loose yeah De- Dolby Deputy Neil as I call him it, uh, is the one who brings him in and the sheriff's like get rid of him get him out of here uh, so the deputy and the sheriff then talk about the Bernards a family that was found brutally murdered and one of them had their heart ripped out and at this point we see flashes of the murders while they talk and a gray demon looking hand ripping a heart out of someone's chest uh, the sh- sheriff Bruce he leaves saying he'll be back in a few hours. That's the whole scene. Back to the girls and more various shots of the uh, of them just uh, of the rundown theme park, just you know various stuff. Uh, they come to an old shop. Daya rips open one of the windows so they can take their keepsakes. 
Uh, one of them mentions that they need to get out of here, you know, get going for their, their luck runs. Like, hey, we, you know, that's time to go. We've, you yeah. Know, I, and I've harped on it again. Creepy dolls. It's just, cre- it's like most like their keepsakes. They're kind of showing it. They're panning over it. And it's just like a creepy doll. Ooh, creepy dolls. God damn it, horror people. Stop showing me creepy dolls. Do something <laughs> else. Show me a creepy teddy bear. Okay. Show me a creepy elf on the shelf. Quit showing me fucking old dolls looking creepy with their dirt or like a spot of blood on their face. I'm fucking over it. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, so Alexa says, um, like, Hey, we can't leave cause we haven't checked out this place yet. And, uh, that place being what I'm calling the gingerbread house for lack of a better term. Cause yeah. it kind of looks like it has a gingerbread. Yeah. Roof. I and mean, that's, that's kind of what I did too. And again, this is abandoned Santa land. So, you know, shit's yeah. fucked up. It's all worn. themed. Yeah. So but... it's all themed, but it's like kind of worn down. So yeah. it's kind of hard to tell exactly what's uh, what. So they go check it out and break in. And there's a quick shot of biker Barry Boswick drinking beer and watching the girls on a monitor. Yeah. It's, it's just a big, t- it's a tall dude, tall old guy with a, with a goat, like a longer goatee. He's wearing like a bandana on his head. He's like, yeah. a, like leather jacket, like Daryl, like Daryl's leather biker vest. Yeah. yeah it looks just, very uh, old biker. Yeah. Um, he's just watching him on a, on a security monitor. Drinking a beer. Uh, then it cuts the shots of a demon-looking creature stalking through the woods. Uh, the girls end up in a walk-in freezer and where they see... Which they, is powered, by the way. Yeah, which is still powered for <laughs> a run Which the lights are on still. Yeah. Um, and they make no mention of this. They're just like, eh. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, and then we see the hairy demon carrying a basket now walking through Santa Land. Boswick spites, spots the demon approaching the gingerbread house. Seeing this, he rushes off. Back to the girls as they snoop around the freezer. They hear a growling noise. Hearing this, they all drop to their knees behind like a metal table or something. Kind of ducking out of sight. Yes. The demon has entered the freezer and starts loading his, up his basket or unloading his basket, whatever, with various old frozen food items. At least that's what it looks like. <laughs> One of the girls' phone starts ringing. The demon growls, turns towards them. They let out a scream. They stand and run out of the Uh-oh, freezer. Oh, they've been spotted. Yep, the demon chases after him. They slam the freezer door shut, run out of the gingerbread house. But the demon easily bashes the door open. I will say that I was surprised at just how good the, the at this yeah. point the demon this actually is, this looks. This is where we get a great look of the demon. Yes, and I think they did a really good solid job with this because it is a lower budget movie, but it's still they did. It looks really solid. They did a good job with them. It looks good. Um, yeah, it's got you know uh, very long horns, the, the like dirty hair. Demonic eyes, the horns sharp are great. teeth, the horns really good. you know, clawed fingers, kind of got a hoven kind of look to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really cool Really looking. good. Uh, as the girls run away, the raging demon comes rushing out of the gingerbread house. Then we hear Bostwick yell, Krampus! From off screen. And we see Bostwick run in, tackle Krampus to the ground, and pins him down using a giant staff. Like a wizard a staff. A decorative staff. Yeah. Uh, biker Bostwick tell, yells at the girls to get the hell out of here. So they run back to the van just in time to see it getting towed away. <laughs> Which I didn't make any sense. Like, why would it be towed away? Like, it's not like that's it's a rundown place, not being monitored. It, like, why would a tow truck be there? Who would have called to get this thing towed? Yeah, like that. That was that I mean, was I, one thing I kind of had a problem with too, because they even showed the tow truck driver, and he just like looks back, like who looks real nerdy. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I, it'd be I, funny I, if he just said something as simple as "finders keepers," you know, something like that. I think would kind of give a hint. Yeah, but of, yeah, you know, it's just like, there's, no, there's no reason for their their van yeah. to be getting yeah. towed. At the only thing point. I can think of is just, yeah, you, were, you lived in a college town. I don't yeah. know how strict they were with parking, but when I lived in, you know, Bloomington, Illinois and Carbondale, Illinois, uh, this parking was so strict and enforced 
that they had tons of, you know, like shady. And I'm talking fucking shady tow companies that like if you were a little over the line, they'd tow you and be like, mommy and daddy can pay you a $200 impoundment fee. Um, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. So I mean, it just but, makes but it, but it doesn't, again, it doesn't make sense because it's not it's a run, it's a closed down park. There's nobody there. It's like there wouldn't be anybody to enforce these parking rules. I I get you. I I totally no, I totally agree. I just wish they would have made it more like I'm a shady fucking tow truck driver and I got my car. Woohoo! You know. Um. Like, so they run into like this cottage, like this cottage of Stanley. Yeah, they can't they can't run away. Yes, yeah, so they run they into this cottage. The, so they're like shit. Let's barricade ourselves in this cottage. Right. Uh, as as Bostwick continues to fight with Krampus. Sadie calls her boyfriend for help, to which Dahlia snatches the phone from her and then calls 911. Like, what the fuck? Call 911. Yes. So she tells the operator that they're being attacked by some big hairy thing. Of course, the operator doesn't believe them and hangs up on Dahlia. Krampus starts banging it's on the door. It's a whole shtick. Yeah, I, I, I'm pre- I, yeah, yeah, I know, it's I know, a but, shtick, it's, but it's, and I did not like the shtick. Yeah, and we've seen it before. A lot of times, with the operators not believing what people say, it, it's been done to death. And I just kind of wanted to skip over because it. I, I I hear you, but it's just like th- there's good parts of the movie, but also we need to highlight some of the crap, you know. And this this was definitely something I'm just like Duh. didn't like it. I mean, I get it. I get why they kind of had to put it in. I get it, but it's like, yeah, it's we've seen it a thousand times, and I right, I don't I don't really like it either. But you take the good, you take the bad, you know. <laughs> We're not doing that again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so at this point, Cram starts banging on the door trying to get in. The girls barricade the door. Uh. With the door barricaded, Alexi says they need to try to arm themselves with something. Dahlia calls 911 back, but again, they hang up on her after some more stick. Uh, now they start hearing loud footsteps on the roof. And that's when a cloud of magical golden energy appears in the fireplace and poofs away. And then staying there is Biker Bostwick holding <laughs> his magical staff. It's a cool looking staff. It is a good looking staff. Uh, after a moment of just staring at each other in like, confusion and silence, um... The girls like, <laughs> they attack him. They yeah, they atta- <laughs> they charge Boswick and like attack him, which I kind of loved. I did too. I kind of liked it. I'm like, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alexis decks uh, decks him in the face with a solid right hook. Daya calls him a fat fuck, to which he says, "I'm not fat. You're fat," which I thought was funny. <laughs> uh, after a bit of this, Boswick just gets annoyed and hits the floor with the butt end of his staff, and a wave of magical energy erupts from it, sending the girls flying and falling on their asses. He tells him to sit down, which they do. Then Biker Bostwick goes on to say that he's very disappointed in the three of them, that they've all been naughty, and that they broke into his property and fucked up his shit. Uh, Bostwick tells him to take, he like, costs him a sick, he says, take my bike, go into town, get your van. Dahlia refuses, saying, fuck that, there's some Bigfoot thing out there. Alexi wants to call the police again. Bostwick tells him that this is not for the police, uh, the handle, and, uh, Sadie then says hillbillies are crazy, to which Boswick again says, I'm not a hillbilly, you're a hillbilly. Which I think is, he's doing the whole, like, towel thing. Like, I'm not a towel, you're a towel. Like, yeah, I, just, like, I found it funny, and it just, in the way he does it. And really I got well. to say, um, Barry Boswick, I mean, everyone kind of knows what he's been, you know, of course, Rocky Horror, uh, Spin City. Yeah, Spin City. Uh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of uh, good stuff. He's got great comedic timing and delivery. Yeah. And he's not phoning it in. No, he's this, not. For this small budget. He's, he's. He's going all in. He's no, going I don't full think they, nobody with. in this. I didn't think anybody in this cast was phony. I agree. Either. Everybody was committed. Everybody was having fun. And I agree. It showed. Um, yeah, but Bosco, so, he, he kills it. And that made me feel a lot better because when you see a pretty well-known star like Barry Boswick um, in this low-budget 
indie horror yeah, movie. Yeah, we've seen we've seen like people like Eric Roberts, Daniel Harris, oh, and, and, yeah. and that's why I love Daniel Harris. I've said we've like, seen on him, record we've so seen many people times, just, but we've seen him oh, just phone it in. We've seen Ron Jeremy phone it in, yeah, well. and still beat the brakes off everyone else in acting. <laughs> yes, but it was just refreshing to see him go full on. Yeah, in. yeah. Um, so I and also do like if you if you pay attention, you look when he's back. The name of on Barry Boswick's biker gang on the back of his leather vest is Silent Nights, which I thought I was a not, nice. Cut. I did yeah. not. No, I I watched this in bed last night, and I was sitting kind of far away from the screen, so I didn't get the. Yeah, I know, was like, oh, that's yeah. a fun, that's a clever little touch. Yeah. Um, Boswick finally introduces himself to the girls, telling them that he's Santa, the real fucking Santa, real fucking deal Santa, mm-hmm. as the quote. He tells them that the thing out there is no animal; it's Krampus. To which the girls have like no reaction to because they don't know who or what Krampus is. Mm-hmm. He's like, which again is kind of funny. Uh, so we jump back to the police station where the nine one one operator tells Sheriff Bruce that another body was found, and right back to Krampus, who's back in the walk-in freezer, where he seems to find a bloody head or torso or something. It's this bloody thing again. I, yeah, it, it's unidentifiable. Yeah, in a box. And then it gets really weird. Then Krampus slices open his own wrist with like his claw, and just like lets his blood like pour down over the bloody remains of whatever it is. So for a movie that has such great effects on the actual Krampus devil, yeah, it has shitty effects on what are these supposed to be body parts or what? That now it's like ugh, you got <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like great looking Krampus, shitty looking whatever that whatever is. that is. Yeah. Back to the cottage, biker Santa shows the girls some new newspaper clippings. You say each one of them reports on like brutal killings that were thought to be done by a, a bear. Uh, there's also a kid's drawing of a Krampus. Santa then tells him that Krampus is his fucking brother. Um, and then Sadie is taken aback. He's like, is, is Santa allowed to say fuck? It's, like, it's just funny, cute little <laughs> yeah, moments. There's, there's great moments like this. Yeah, yeah. And I can't go over all of them, but there's so many. They're really good. I do like Sadie a lot in this movie. I like her. All the girls are fine. They do a great job. Uh, Alexei still isn't buying this. She gets up to leave saying, okay, Santa Claus, we're going to leave you and your killer Wookiee here alone, and we're going to get the hell out of here. Um, Santa at this point is getting pretty frustrated with the girls for not believing him, so he decides to tell them that he knows all their names, and he's been keeping tags on them since birth, which just, again, is plenty because the girls react like, Dude, you're just a fucking creep. Then they see it. He's like, getting creeped pervert. up. Yeah. And they're just like, ew, you're a stalker. Oh, you're a pervert. And yeah. he's just like, no, I'm Santa. <laughs> and he, so he taps the staff on the floor again, release another burst of energy that turns him into the traditional red suit and beard Santa. All in, in full Santa gear. Yeah. Got the Santa hat. The beard, you know, the glasses. He's got the beard, the glasses. Does he have the glasses? Oh, yes. wait, anyway. Yeah, he's right. got the whole the belt, the shoes. Fucking Santa. Yes. To which Sadie claps her hands going... Oh, yay! <laughs> Which, again, funny and yeah. really cute and adorable. Uh, we cut back to Krampus, who is now out wandering the countryside nearby. And we see the drunk guy from the bar who was released from the police station. Yeah, the drunk guy with the cowboy hat and the Santa coat yes. opened. Yeah. Uh, Krampus spots them in the bright red coat and takes off charging towards them. The camera switches to a Krampus... POV, which is like a cheap predator vision. Yeah. Or like looking through some really weird blue blocker sunglasses. <laughs> and the screen goes black right as Krampus tackles yeah, the guy. As he gets onto, onto yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, back at the cottage, Sadie grabs her video camera, sits on Santa's lap, and starts interviewing him. Yeah. Which is. And it's not a bad scene. Again, this whole scene, it's done really pretty well. 
Um, so she's doing her whole YouTube thing, and again, they're cutting back and forth between filters, and she's like, Santa, now we got a chance to interview you. And it says, you know, Adventure Girls interview Santa. The real Santa. And she's asking, like, the bitch, like, how do you get to every house at night? How do you make your yeah. safe? And she's how like, do you make your reindeer fly? Like, magic. And he's trying, he's trying to, like, actually tell them, like, serious information to Dahlia and, and Alexi. And he's like, you know, about kind of like this, this isn't serious. And like, says like, well, how do you do this? Magic. Blah, 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 blah. How do you do this? Magic. And you can tell he's like, it's like, it's magic. It's, it's, it's again, really good scene. Um, at one point, uh, the say does ask about his reindeer. Like, Hey, where are your reindeer at? Along with the elves and Mrs. Claus. But Santa kind of like, uh Oh, can't touch. So he kind of changes the subject on that. Redirects. You the question. He's, they, Something's going on. Yeah. They struck a nerve. Yes. Uh, but then he decides to go into storytelling mode and gives them the whole backstory. Um, he tells them that there's no such thing as a naughty or nice list. Um, he brings people's presents while Krampus shreds their asses, which is, again, funny. Uh, he goes on to talk about how Krampus was banned in America back in the 40s. Like and, in the 40s. And how this was a mistake. How and, this, how Basically how commercial, like the commercialization of, of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, po- like post-war, you know, people have money, people have jobs, and all of a sudden, hey... You know, let's let's not scare the kids with Krampus and the old tales of yore. Let's talk about Santa and money and building things and buying stuff. And then he says, and then when when Krampus was gone, everyone started building things, and now Santa was becoming yeah because he wasn't needed anymore because he the, was obsolete. The, the, the toys were making factories now, and the, they were bought in stores. And Santa and Santa sat on their fat asses in malls. Mm-hmm. So he decided, you know what? He just retired and opened Santa Land as a way to continue. To see joy on children's faces, we go back to the police station. The operators continue to answer a flood of nine one one calls. I do say that that little backstory, that little nugget he had about the cancellation, you know, the how they stopped talking about Krampus and then the commercialization of Christmas and the you know basically the uh, the no longer having a need for real Santa. Everyone can just buy their toys. I like that. I kind of wish they went a little deeper on that, but I really did enjoy that. I like it too because because yeah. of all the, you know it's the one you know it hits home. It's very true to this. Absolutely, day. and it's it, more than ever. You know, yeah, it's more. just you know so much. Yeah. So uh, the opera gets more reports about finding more dead, mutilated families and kids. Uh, then we get it with some hard, fast techno as flashes of various people get their hearts ripped out by Krampus and Krampus scooping up little kids. Uh, the sheriff tells like her to babies. Do, like there was one little kid that was yeah, like, it's like, he's like barely enough to old enough to walk. Yeah, like, he's like Jesus two years Christ. old. He's crawling. You know what's so weird, dude? I don't even have my kid yet. Like, yeah, February fifth, due date. But it's right around the corner, and I'm already starting to be like, I don't learn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it, it shit changes when you have. Yeah, a kid it's that. weird. I don't. Even, the baby's not here yet. I know. But I'm already like, no, not the baby. <laughs> Whereas yeah. before I'd be like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Same thing here, man. Yeah. Same thing here. It's like. It started to change my fucking DNA. Yeah. So Sheriff tells the dispatcher to the operator to dispatch more men and Sean, the ranger being one of them. We jump back to the cottage. Dahlia wants to call the cops. Santa refuses saying that they will shoot and kill Krampus, but Krampus can't be killed. That Krampus and himself are linked. And if Krampus dies, it'd be very, very bad. Santa says that Krampus kills kids, puts them in his basket and takes them to hell. Alexi chimes in saying that she saw Krampus taking hairy balls out of his basket and putting them in boxes in the walk-in freezer. So that might explain why we couldn't tell what the fuck these things yeah. were because they weren't really, and they were just supposed to be bloody, wet, hairy balls of globs. globs. Yeah. 
So confused by why he would do this, Santa rubs his beard and thinks. And then Santa says she thinks Sadie thinks she has a plan. So now we get the standard speeding up of time transition of the sun setting. We cut to some random house where a mother turns off the Christmas horror movie that her two sons were watching. The boys go to bed, leaving the mother to fall asleep in her chair. As soon as, he, as soon as she drifts off, in comes Krampus. Cut to the boys up in the room. They hear her mother scream. The older of the two, the teenage son, heads downstairs to check it out. Doesn't see anything, then heads back up the stairs. He looks over. He gets back in his bedroom, and he looks over to the doorway and sees his mom's head peeking around his, the bedroom door frame from the hallway. But then he sees the large, hairy demon hand holding the head like a basketball. Drop the head. Drops the severed head. The boys scream. We cut to an exterior shot of the house as the boys scream and Krampus roars. We don't see anything. What happens after that? We go back to our main group where Santa gives each of the girls some kind of weapon. He gives Sadie a gun. Alexei what looks like a can of hairspray or some kind of aerosol can. And Dahlia a nutcracker. Uh, Then he explains that once they get Krampus, they have to trap him until after midnight. Then they're home free. Um, until and then Santa will freeze him again, or like something like you know, put him in carbonate, or who knows. They what. were they were kind of vague about the, you know, they, they kind of brushed over how they had you know Krampus has been frozen for okay, and then well, then if we get past midnight, everything will be fine. They didn't really go. Yeah, they, yeah, they did skim over that part. They didn't really go deep in the exposition of what they need to do to really confine Krampus or what to do with him. Uh, and it, I, I don't know if that was lazy or I just didn't catch it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really I, catch it. They don't if, really if you didn't catch it, that makes me think it was just. Yeah, they basically that said was we, poor, we have poor, to trap him and fr- and Santa will freeze him again, and that's all they said. They don't. Does really he go have in. freeze power? Yeah, I, from or, the North Pole. It, yeah, it's like car. Yeah, like I said, put him in carbonite or something. Who knows? Um, he. Tell- I kind of like the idea of like ice breath, like Superman. <laughs> carbonite. You always go Star Wars, man. Yeah, yeah. Mix it up a little bit. There's no reason to. Star Wars is the best. <sighs> so um, disappointed with you. <laughs> Um, he tells the girls that if Krampus takes off without him, the whole world is going to hell. Um, so again, kind of a weird thing, like takes off without him, like apparently Krampus can just, I guess, up and leave or something again, but they don't really explain much more about, uh, Santa tells them that even more than killing children, Krampus loves women, especially (laughs) the naughty ones. Yeah. 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 And he'll sniff the three of them out in no time. And he he cuts the the picture of the three of them there and all their tits hanging out and their, they're trying to be outfits. Yeah. So they're trying to be extra naughty. So uh, Sadie stands up and says, (laughs) let's get naughty. (laughs) Exactly that. So now we see the girls head back out into Santa land where they, where they get naughty uh, Alexi vandalizes the place by spraying, like spray painting buildings. So I guess it was a can of spray paint, not hairspray. Um, while Sadie stands out in the open, just calling out the cramps and yelling out various curse words over and over again. Followed again, by, it's it's really cute, but it's like followed a, by Fooey. She's like, shit, fuck, yeah, piss, it's like dick, super, asshole, fuck, motherfucker, Fooey, <laughs> shit, piss, fuck, cut, motherfucker, Fooey. Yeah, and she just starts repeating that, and it's it's funny and cute. Um, Krampus comes. Yeah, someone, r- someone's breaking glass, yeah, like knocking like out breaking, windows. Yeah. Someone's spray painting, and she's cussing, trying to be. They're trying to be naughty right. as could be. Yeah. Um, Krampus comes running up behind uh, uh, Sadie <clears throat> as she's start. And, and the, this is the best part to make it naughty. She starts to pull down her top, like we're gonna get some booby. Uh, but right before she can reveal her amazing Christmas chest ornaments, <laughs> Krampus knocks her to the ground. 
Krampus gets on top of her and licks her from her chest up to her cheek with like his foot long. He's like, got a big demonic, tongue. De- demonic tongue. Yeah, he's got like a Gene yeah, Simmons and it, tongue. But it looks, again, looks really good. Looks it's kind real. of, it's like kind of dark. Yeah. But it's still, you can tell it's, it looks really cool. And he's, and he's, he's all the slobber coming yeah, off of it. Yeah, and he's, he's kind of sort of mount her. Yeah. Yeah. So Alexi comes r- charging out and starts beating on Krampus, but does like nothing. He just kind of looks up like, bitch, what you doing? Then Dahlia runs up and tasers Krampus, knocking him out cold. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is that what it takes to knock down Krampus? Apparently. The Christmas devil? Um, the, the demon of the, the of Yuletide? It's it just it a, a big-ass taser, but yeah. Just a taser. Just, huh. It was a big taser. Yeah. but So when they roll Krampus off Sadie, we get to see his demon boner, which that was <laughs> a nice, giant, t- giant demon, demon boner. Um, Sadie then shoots Krampus with her gun, and we, it turns out it's a tranquilizer gun. It's a trank gun. So now we cut to... Uh, Deputy Doofus vomiting at the scene of another uh, murder. Uh, this is where we finally see Richard Mole as the grizzled old veteran, Officer Green. Green tells uh, Ranger Sean what happened and that these killings are not from a bear like everyone thought they were. Something sinister is going on. I've never seen a bear attack like this. And Richard Mole... He's like, There's a, this was a fence. There's no hole in the fence. This, this, this was not a bear. This was a person. This was something else. He's Does he feel hammy? He feels a little hammy, which is fine for this movie, but yeah, maybe it seems a little can ham, maybe it's a little Christmas can maybe ham, slightly overdramatic, but not too much. It wasn't over the top. So back to the girls who now have tied up Krampus with Christmas lights to a chair back in the cottage, and we see Santa's also passed out in a chair in the corner. So while Krampus is unconscious, the girls decide to have some fun with picture time. <laughs> Cue the music, and as the girls decorate Krampus with bows and tinsel and pose for pictures with him. Selfies galore. Which, again, kind of funny. There's a quick scene of Ranger Sean driving and getting a call from the sheriff telling him to go out to Santa Land. And then we go right back to the girls who are getting ready to pack it up and leave, thinking it's okay to leave now that Krampus is tied up and conscious that Santa will take care of him when Santa wakes up. Everything's good to go. But that's when both Santa and Krampus wake up at the exact same time. Krampus bursts out of his, his weak-ass bindings. Krampus stands there roaring at everybody. Looking fucking scary. Well, Santa doesn't seem to know what the fuck to do. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, he just ends up yelling, telling Krampus to go, which is weird. He's like, I thought you wanted him to. But he's telling him, like, go, get out of here. Uh, Krampus roars some more, but looks like he's slowly taking. He looks like he takes like maybe one or two steps back towards the door like he's going to leave. But then Sadie, like, fuck it. She doesn't want to wait to see what happens. So she grabs something. I can't tell what it was. But she hits Krampus in his old chestnuts, which also seems to affect Santa. And Santa goes, oh. Dahlia then kicks Krampus out the door, and then Sadie slams it closed behind him. Uh, now Brian, Sadie's boy toy thing, arrives. Yeah, the guy that she was texting yeah. earlier. He shows up. Rides the Santa land, makes his way to the cottage. Goes inside. Inside, they he and Sadie hug. Uh, now, also Ranger Shot also shows up at now and is wandering around Santa Land. Sadie tells Brian that they're helping the real life Santa fight the evil Krampus. To which Brian says, "Great, my girlfriend's on drugs." And Sadie responds again, another cute for like, "I'm your girlfriend." It's like really like <laughs> so, it, it's really cute, funny. Um, and that's when the dirt bursts open behind Brian. Krampus then stabs through Brian's chest with one of his horns. Horns. With one of his head horns. Just it's like he's got like a two-foot horn on top of his head. bursting through the front of his chest. Yeah. Blood parts. splurting. Sadie gets covered, face full of blood. Her tits get covered in blood. 
blood splaying everywhere. Krampus then, like, rips his horn up through Brian's entire torso, coming out like his clavicle or something like that, splitting Brian in two. Brian falls dead to the floor as the girls all scream. As blood spraying all over their exposed boobies. Krampus then, he roars and then just runs out into the night. I shouldn't say exposed. I should say just cleavaged boobies. Yes. Pushed up boobies. No no exposure. Exactly. But, you know. You but, know, yeah. Great, great kill. Great, great kill. Well, awesome kill. Hearing all the screaming, Ranger Sean rushes off to find the source. Uh, then it just cuts to Santa and Krampus fighting, which was a weird cut. Like, maybe something got yeah. edited out or something. Because Santa was in the house with the girls. And then now they're just... And Krampus ran away. And now we just they're cut just outside doing, like... Fighting. It's, it's like, It reminds me of fucking Egg Shen... Versus Lopan in Big Trouble in Little China when they're like shooting bolts back and forth yes. at each other and they're like ah they're like shooting energy yeah, I, I back like and that, forth. Like Mortal Combat ish, kind of, just because like or or because Santa's got is fighting with his magic staff and there's like energy like magic energy coming out of it and Krampus is fighting with his like, his evil switch or his broom or whatever yeah. it is, and there's like lightning coming out of that yeah and it's, it's just like they're not physically. They're they're shooting energy at each other, and it's really a hard cut. And the background's different, and and the lighting's really weird. It's kind of, like you said, out of place. Yeah. Like, this was shot for a different different scene, and they they cut it beforehand, and they'd had to cut it out. Right. And they're just like, well, it it was cool. Let's just stick it in somewhere. Um, Alexi and Dahlia are doing their best to drag a screaming and crying Sadie out of the cage. She doesn't want to leave Brian. But back, and then we see more of the fight. And the fight, it does look pretty good. Like, again, the special effects are really solid for a low-budget movie. It looks awesome for this level. Um, It's good. The girls run up on Sean. Frantically plead with him, but then Sean spots Santa in the distance with his staff, pulls out his gun on Santa, ordering him to drop his weapon. So Dahlia tasers Sean, knocking him out now. She's good with that taser. She is. And now we're all caught up because we go back to where the movie starts. So we're, we're, the opening scene is played out once again. Um, where the where the rangers yeah. are like, what the fuck is going on? And she's like, sit down and listen, motherfucker. Yeah. So then Sean, once we get caught, Sean laughs at the girl's story of what's going on. But after Santa uses his magic to undo Sean's handcuffs, Sean starts to believe it. Also, um, it also probably helped that right at the moment, Krampus roars from outside right as that goes. So Sean takes his gun back from Dahlia, who looks out the window, sees Krampus. So now they all come with a plan to catch and trap Krampus. This starts another planning and gearing up montage. It's another one of those montages that where they just kind of... Hey, here we go. We're I, I kind of like it. I like the way they did it too. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. Um, during which they explain where each of them is going to be posted, and they they make the uh, and we see them make their makeshift Christmas themed weapons. Like they, they like Sadie has two like wooden candy cane sharpened stakes. Like, like you know, everyone and, gets their own weapon. And and there's nutcracker nunchucks. Yeah. And uh, so and. Nice. and uh, I know, Jim. I just like it. Had like, okay, now you're gonna be here. And she's like, wow, yeah. weapon. You're gonna be here. Sharpen sticks. You're gonna hear nunchuck nutcrackers. Yeah. And you, Ranger, you're gonna be here. And he's like, cracks his, cocks his gun. And it ends with Santa looking at the camera, saying, "Santa Claus is coming to town, bitches." And then everyone strikes like this badass pose. pose. And to which you think it's just like, oh, there's pose for the camera or something like that. But then you see Sean kind of lean in the frame with a camera taking pictures of them, which is, oh, wait, that one was blurry. And they're like, oh. And they're, yeah, they're like, oh. <laughs> and they just kind of drop their heroic pose and disappointment. And again, 
There's so much. Well, like, that was well done. It that was, was so well done. well done. There's so much of this fun little humor in this movie that I wish I could cover all of it, but I can't do it all justice. But it's, you got to watch the movie. You, get, you have to watch it. Get up. Uh, yeah. So some time passes, and we see Dahlia up in like the Bumblebee ride, looking down over the park. It switches to Krampus POV, which is now more like night vision goggles. So his vision, he's just got like. He, I don't, he, it, it, he, he has it, different lenses. Yeah, he's got like the splinter cell, like you know the Sam Fisher like yes, like yes. night vision, infrared, and this. It's yeah, like, it's whatever he needs. Well, Predator had the same thing. He's like, well, I'll change it to this, to this, to this. Predator just had heat vision. No, yeah. pre- no, in Predator Two, he changes several different filters. Oh, does he? Yes. I'm just, yes. Okay. I only saw Predator Two one time. Oh, really? That's actually a good movie. See, I remember that's watching it the one. first time. I didn't like it the first time I watched. Well, it's because it. it doesn't have Arnold. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is like you, I when I, when I watched it as a kid, like oh, Predator Two. Arnold does be great. But like, this guy is Danny Glover. Hey, Glover in <laughs> that LA. Old, this old black guy. What's going on? Like, no. no like, rewatch it. It's it's fucking maybe, yeah. solid. Okay. It's a good movie. Gary Busey's in it too. Oh, the Busey. Oh yeah. It's it's really good. All right, I'll, I'll give that one a try then. Um, so yeah, Krampus night vision, and then we see Alexi and Sean are trying to get one of the rides to work, and it kind of get to start up, but it won't work. So Alexi's like, oh shit, what do we do now? Like, well now. You know, what now? So Sean is like, doesn't even give her an answer. Just grabs her and they start making out. Yeah. Like, what? Like, I'm like, that was really fast. Like, zero build up to this. But I'm like, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah, every once in a while, you kind of meet that person where your loins just start flaming and this yeah. or theirs. You know, that happens sometimes. Yeah, but it's like so out of place. Like, there's no build up to them. Not, not, we didn't see them flirting yeah. earlier. I mean, they flirted a tiny, tiny bit in the bar. A t- a li- he gave her his card. Like, well, if you see anything going on, give me a call. He, yeah, he but that's did, not flirting. And, and that's, that's doing business. That's, that's, that's police business. Bro, bro I'm, I'm with you. I'm just saying. That was the only, like, there was a little bit of flirtiness going on, but not enough to, like, ah, let's do me right here. Kinda, yeah, but yeah. it was just so out of the blues, like, just making out. Uh, but then what's funny is they stop making out when they hear a Krampus roar or something like that. Yeah, there's like, they grab and, and they just can't stop and look, and then... Sean's like, oh, it's okay. It's just a noise. It yeah. doesn't matter. And they go right back to making out, which is awesome. Like, that was really funny. Because uh, the old cramp like, what was that? I have to go check it out. Like, nope, let's just keep making out. That's funny. Uh, more Krampus POV night vision. Uh, we see Krampus then leap up. Like, this guy's got some hops on him. Because he leaps, like, 20 feet in, straight up into the air. And, like, attacks Dahlia in the Bumblebee ride. And he like he's holding on to, like, the, the cart, like, the, the car, whatever you want to call it that you, she sits in trying to get to her and dies like stabbing Krampus's hands with something and he loses his grip he falls to the ground Sadie comes running up behind him screaming and like drive by attacks him like she runs bashes him over the head with like a wooden candy cane and, keeps on moving. and then just keeps on running off it's a great move yeah it's you a know, great, it's a great, great drive move. by yeah. Man. especially yeah yeah uh Dahlia leaps down from her ride as Sean and Lexi come running up and they all then run away, leading Krampus to Santa, who is lying in wait with the tranquilizer gun. Krampus runs into Santa's view. The girls duck out of the way. Santa's about to shoot him when from out of fucking nowhere, he gets knocked down by a woman riding a motorcycle wearing red thigh-high boots. She takes off her helmet, and we see it's Cherry, the bartender. The angry bartender who had fuck Xmas tattooed on her knuckles. Yes. She's there hair whipped out in all of her glory and she and a whole a, new outfit with her boobs pushed she up wore, as like, well. like a red and black leather corset and like biker leather. Yeah. And she yells at everyone to stop. Cherry tells Sean to take the girls to safety and that they'll take care of th- these guys. 
uh, and she'll take care of the other two. So she tells him that she's got this, that she's the wifey after all, then looks at Santa and says, ain't that right, honey? Bum, bum, bum. Santa looks up at her and says, baby, I've missed you so much. It's Mrs. Claus. Yeah, Sean and the girls run off, but he stops and, wa- and wonders how she's going to stop Krampus. Sean figures out that Cherry must be Mrs. Claus, but then just heads the girls, then then just leads the girls off again. Back to Cherry, who is giving Santa the business for all the nights he chose tonight to call in some bitches for fun. <laughs> no, baby, it's not like that. It's not like that, honey. It's not like that. Uh, she calls him a whimpering fool and says that he failed her again. She rants on about how through all the years she stood by him, even when the business failed and they had to eat the reindeer. Oh, no. Yep. So when Santa was basically disenfranchised, replaced with capitalism, where mom and dad could buy presents. And Santa Land closed down. They and were poor. and they, they had no money. They had nothing left. They had to eat, eat the, the reindeer. reindeer. Oh, Which God. is even funnier now because we didn't mention this before, but in the cottage, there's a, there's a, there, on the wall, mounted into the wall, is Rudolph's head. With a, with, with a red nose. With the red nose. And at one point, you see Santa walk up to him and pet kind the of pet, head. Kind of just like look at it longingly like, oh. He mounted Rudolph's head oh, on the wall. So sad. <laughs> really, Santa? You couldn't just—you're in California, baby. There's yeah. all kinds of handouts for you. You can find something. You had to eat your reindeer. Eat the reindeer. Oh. Uh, That's so, great. That's yeah, great. Yeah. They didn't say. It's still no sign of what happened to the elves, though. I'm, I'm curious about the elves. We don't know that one. Uh, she continues on saying, "Don't you know what I've been up to?" Then she starts laughing maniacally. Well, meanwhile, Sean and the girls run to another building for safety, but Krampus locks them in. And this is like a, it's a hard to tell. It's a very small room, but the building looks bigger. So I don't know really what this is, but they're locked in a small room. This, this final act uh, is very dark. It gets very it's, dark. It's, it's really dark and it's, it's hard to see. Yeah, dark as in lighting wise, not yeah, not yeah, dark yeah, theme, yeah, yeah, but yeah, dark yeah. as in. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Yes, it's it's very dark lighting. It's hard to see what's happening, um, and it kind of took me out of it a little bit because yeah. it was very hard to see what's going on, and I was a little disappointed considering they've done so much so well. Yeah, and then they kind of well, it might be by design again to hide try hide some of the shortcomings with some sure, of the but stuff. Uh, unfortunately, but, it was a little too dark. Yeah, uh, then we see Krampus use his magic chain. To whip it around Santa and he like chains him Santa to a tree. And can, can find Santa's yeah. traps trap Santa against a tree. Cherry uses the her basically the force, like like Luke Skywalker in the in the uh Wampa cave, getting those lights boom, like, so he has Santa's staff in her hand. You yes, gotta, I reference Star Wars again. Gotta go Shove to it. Star Star Wars again, huh? Uh, can't can't you go like Jean Grey, you know? Little little X Men shout out. Yeah, but it's the everybody knows in Star Wars the Force. You use the Force to you know pull your lightsaber to you, and that's exactly what she does with the staff. So it is Star Wars for this one. You could go Lord of the Rings. You could go Sauron whenever you snatch it from Gandalf. Zoop, same thing. There's other lore out there, baby. <laughs> Get off Star Wars's dick. Bah humbug you. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you and Star Wars all of a sudden? You just always reference Star What's Wars. Wrong? Everybody loves Star Wars. Star Wars is like one of the greatest things ever made. Ah, I'm so over Star Wars. Fuck, get out of here. This podcast is over. We're done. We're done. Force me out. Use the force, baby. I just want you to use different references. That's all. She goes on monologuing saying that she was nobody. 
to him and the entire world, mad over the way the world portrayed her, always as by his side with a plate full of cookies to serve him. Fat. Portrays fat, ugly, and old. Great haired. And they both know that she's fucking hot. Yeah, and she like throws her hair back. Whips it back and forth. And you know what? I bet she was when she was a little younger. She is she is old. Yeah. But when she was younger, I imagine she was a dime piece. Probably. Because she still seems to keep her body pretty pretty tight. And she goes on to say that she's cleansing the world of all the little shits, naughty or nice, and everyone will think it was Santa. <clears throat> so she's framing Santa yeah. for these murders. Um, Back to the girls and Sean. They start to hear some weird noises, and they look over and see a large gift wrap box shaking. The lid pops open and several hairy balls just get launched out of the box. <laughs> and this is that's a weird cheap, sentence. but I still kind of got the giggle from it, and I kind of hate myself for giggling at this. They're like, oh, they kept remember, saying, they're like trebles. Well, they just kept saying hairy balls. Look out for the hairy balls, and I was just like, tribbles? Eh, oh, tribbles. Eh, eh. Tribbles. tribbles. They're like tribbles. Star Trek. There. Hey, see, fuck you. I got other stuff too. Well, that, <laughs> you know, still. Star, sci-fi, and whatever, but still, it better. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> um, if you jump back to Santu, ask Cherry why she's doing this, and she, and she kind of already explained, but she tells him she wants to rewrite history with a little help from her hairy boyfriend. Up comes Krampus, who grabs her from behind, squeezes her tits, and gives her a few little humps. A couple dry humps. Little dry humps. <laughs> while Cherry laughs and laughs. Then tells Kramers to go get their sleigh that they have work to do tonight. So back to the others. The hairy balls have now pretty much turned into critters. Because they have like mouths on them now. And they're, they're, they're attacking the girls and showing them. Yeah. Biting at their anchor, ankles what? and what? leaping up and biting at the girls' tits. Here's a question. Um, in Super Mario Brothers, uh, I think it was like three. The ones that were on the chains that would jump up and go... Bah, 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 bah. Like little mouths, little balls on chains that would kind of hop up and try and bite you. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Vaguely. That's what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. I just use Chris because they're hairy, little hairy yeah. balls with yeah. mouths yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're biting at the ankles and the girl's titties. And we cut back to Krampus as he pulls and drags Santa's sleigh out, out from a barn. Sean and the girls finally escape the building that they were trapped in and they free Santa from his chains. They run after Cherry and Krampus, who are both now in the sleigh. Cherry uses the magic staff to make the sleigh start moving. It picks up speed and takes off into the sky. Sean shoots at Krampus, hitting Krampus in the back. Yeah, like, crack shot. Crack shot hits him, like, in the back shoulder. and then, But we see Santa, too, get, oh, he, get, he, he, he feels yeah. the effects. So if he you haven't shot. already been clued in, yeah. which, which you should be by now, Santa and Krampus are connected. They're two sides of the same coin. It's like, like the twins in G.I. Joe. Yeah, uh, God. I forget their names, but they were like... For some reason, I want to say Toka and Rezar, but those... No, that's, that's Ninja Turtles. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Xandar, Zen... Zen what was Zen, Zen? Yeah, I forget. They, I they were always, yeah, one, the only difference you could tell is one had one a scar, scar and yeah. the other didn't. But they feel the same thing. Yeah, so that's they're they're connected. So, so whatever happens to Krampus... Like, they showed, like, when they got kicked in the balls, yeah. Santa felt it. And the, t- and the, the, the when, first t- was a teaser was a trailer, because Krampus got knocked out from the taser, and you see Krampus and, knocked out of the chair. But you don't really pick up on that. You just, oh, yeah. he's just sleeping or something. Uh, or maybe he's passed out drunk. But scenes, now it gets dark, dark. <laughs> it gets kind of dark. Yeah. In, in a weird way. Uh, seeing Santa react to the pain of getting shot, Alexi, who's holding an axe, looks at him and says, sorry, but you're connected. And Santa, Santa just kind of looks nods at her, uh-huh, her. Nods her his head. 
And then just walks towards her and slowly. Alexi rears back and in one motion chops off Santa's fucking head. Chops off Santa Claus's head. Murder Santa Claus. Chops off his fucking head. The head goes flying up into the air. Blood spraying everywhere. Geyser of blood splurting out Santa's neck stump. <laughs> Oh, you cut off Santa's fucking head! The sound of cheery, cheery screaming caused all of them to look up into the sky just in time to see the sleigh explode like the Death Star over Endor. Ah! <laughs> now the police cars come racing up, sirens blazing. Up runs Richard Moe and Deputy Doofus. Richard Moe asks uh, Sean what happened, and Sean's like, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. Which I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. With that, Santa's body turns into a magic, like magical golden lights that fly up into the sky and vanish as Krampus's severed head comes f- rolling and plummeting down to the ground. Blackout roll credits. That's the movie. Uh, during the credits, like a f- few, um, a very few uh, frames into the credits, you do see who I think is Alexi pick up Santa's staff and like. Tap it on the ground a few times, and like a little magical burst comes out of it. So like, oh, maybe uh, is she gonna become Santa? I don't know, but she gets the staff, and uh, that's it. That that's go. that's the movie, man. <laughs> um, so anyway, I lost my pen. There it is. Um, that's that's sleigh bells. Time to move into uh, favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. Now. Obviously, there, there was not a whole lot of kills in this movie. Yeah, this this movie does not have a high body count. Well, I, technically me, it does. Or you just yeah, see technically him. it does Talks have a, a high, high body, body count. count, but you, you, so much of it is off screen. Yeah. But the the one that brings it home for me, which I'm, I'm I'm assuming is the one for you, is Brian, the one who gets killed by Krampus with the horn through the back of the ch- back through the back out the chest, blood splurting everywhere, all over the girls and their cleavage rearing back and forth split up through the clavicle so he's kind of ripped in half great effect my favorite kill yeah um yeah hands down i mean there's really nothing else to go with and um there really is not but hey if they're only gonna give you one they made it a good one they did a really good one although um, i gotta say santa's decapitation well yeah there's santa that's a that's definitely the most shocking one it's it, it's good too it is it's good. a good decapitation i mean really good decapitation. we've seen a lot We've seen a lot of decapitation artists, especially low-budget indie one. horror decapitations. And it was a good one. Uh, it was well done. Um, I, I don't think... I can't think of one that's necessarily better or worse, but um, I still have to go with that Brian one. Yeah, that Brian, Brian was, was so great. good. That was really good. Uh, yeah, Santa's was awesome. In the fact, it's like, holy shit, she just decapitated Santa Claus. But, um, yeah, uh, Brian's definitely... Yeah, is, is the best. So, um... Let's move on to this week's odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, this is going to go real fast because there's really not much to go on for this one. It's very new and I couldn't get a whole lot of anything from it. I'm actually a little surprised by that considering that... Uh, the cast, know, I thought yeah. it would be more of a... Um, and apparently I forgot half my homework on this one. So uh, Ratings, IMDb gives it a 4 out of 10, which I was surprised by. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I forgot to look it up, so I have no idea. I forgot to that one. Um... <laughs> Amazon gives it a 4.1 out of 5. Plot keywords, there were none. Trivia, none. Budget, couldn't find it. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I would try to surprise. I didn't know it was a surprise. I, and I, find, I had a guess. I, it's definitely not that low of a budget, but I, I would say this is at least in the millions, somewhere like maybe two and a half to five. No, no, no less than 500,000. 
Oh, there's way more than that. You're not going to Barry Boswick and Christina Cleave and, and stuff, and you're not going to get them for their salaries going to be more that. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it. Do you remember a long time ago when we interviewed Sarah Wagenwood from yeah. Trapdoor? Yeah. And she said that you know lots of times like there's there's almost like seasons to filmmaking, you know there's the, the you know the summer blockbusters and stuff yeah. like that. But then there's times where it's a lot of downtime. Maybe this could be a downtime movie, and people are like, "Oh, I just got to work," you know, and so they don't are expecting a high payday. So may, maybe Still. it just kind of falls in that, and that's why I've I've noticed some of the movies we watch. Where I'm like, oh, it has this guy, this guy, this guy, or this girl, this girl, this girl. It's got to be a high budget. It's not nearly as high as I thought it would be. And I kind of went back to that interview and I thought to myself, I wonder if it's just one of those quote-unquote low-tide, low-season kind of moments for the actors and actresses. Maybe. I mean, it's still, it's definitely, I think, at least in the millions at this point. And low really, millions. what was the last time you heard Barry Boswick? Uh, actually, it wasn't that far long ago. I thought something else we watched with him not that long ago in it. But, yeah, I don't know. Or if Richard Mole. Richard Mole, but yeah, but now I mean, that one, that one's not nah, not nah, Richard yeah. Mole's contract wasn't or sorry, was gonna be high, but uh, Boswick might got something. Christina Cleve probably gets something a decent amount. You keep mentioning her, and brother, I'm having a hard time. I know time. you do, but I'm saying uh, she's done, she is a work, she's a name, she's been uh enough stuff. Yeah, you mentioned the stuff, I've just um, but you're still gonna get paid. Um, and then sure, granted, location it was obviously a, an actual theme park somewhere that they just rented out or got permission, but yeah, it was definitely but the special effects were good. Yes, the the, the credits, the, the CGI credits were the, good, the, the lighting was not, <laughs> but. That could have been intentional, not due to budget. Uh, but I'm just saying, I think it was at least in the millions or something, a low millions. But anyway, it doesn't matter because we don't have it. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, it um, is unfortunate. Yeah. But uh, that brings us to this week's five-star reviews. Is this your guilty pleasure? Five-star reviews. So five-star reviews, we got 46 total reviews on Amazon. 65% of them are five-star reviews with only... Uh, I don't know what I must have time. I have 125 one star reviews, and that's not true at all. So maybe yeah, because you have 46 total reviews. Yeah, right? uh, it says I, I bet it was 12 percent, and yeah, the five is the percentage key. So I I didn't hit the shift key when I typed oh, it. So 12 percent okay. one star. Um, that's actually not a bad amount of uh, reviews for a movie that's only about a year old. Yeah, yeah, it's for an indie one. It's not that yeah. big. Um, from Paul 41, simply writes Hannah Wagner five star review <laughs> five stars. <laughs> Um, from uh, Critical Times Krampus Hot Cosplay and Santa all clash together in the craziest Christmas horror comedy I've seen in a long time this is not your father's holiday movie but watch it if you like horror and comedy and a dose of what the heck is going on here five stars from Brandon and Erica so what happens when you combine Barry Boswick three sexy chicks and a terrifying monster a brand new Christmas tradition for the whole family this movie has the perfect amount of camp humor and terror and it is not to be missed. Barry Bostick brings a whole new dimension to Santa Claus that you didn't know you were missing. Five stars. Last one I wrote down from, excuse me, Jesus, uh, from Megan. I personally am not a fan of horror movies, but I enjoyed Sleigh Bells. I got a kick out of every time Santa would say, Krampus! And the campy one-liners kept the film lighthearted enough for someone like me who was a big old wuss when it comes to horror. Five stars. So that's I wrote that down because that's you know, yeah. a, a, not a horror fan saying hey I actually like this movie oh it's not very it's very very horror like it's not very it's horror it's more mm-hmm. horror comedy and that's a- what I I, comedy, I, but... I kind of agree with that yeah uh, one star reviews I wrote down two of them just because I want to you know I don't know why sure but the did. other side of the coin uh, from Jack Rackham 
I don't even know what to write about it. I've watched better short movies made for YouTube. The characters weren't engaging or clever, not even fun to watch. Nothing did I gain from watching this whole movie, nor did the characters gain anything. Just bad. Thanks, Hannah. You should have stuck to YouTube. Now I'm dumber from watching this one star. Ooh. And the other one I wrote is from Rowdy? R-A-U-D-I. Very bad act, very bad direction, horrible dialogue, amateur herky-jerky camera shots, god-awful generic techno music, comedy, question mark? Not one thing in this movie was funny, nothing, only re- only redeeming quality was the creature effects, but the director even found a way to ruin that. Nothing good here at all, definitely not worth buying, and even the rental price will leave you feeling violated. Five stars were obviously fake reviews from people involved in the production. How did Barry Boswick end up agreeing to be in the stinker of a movie? One star. I will agree with one thing from that review. The music. The techno music. They used a lot. Yeah. A lot of techno music. I don't mind a little bit here and there, but it's a goddamn Christmas horror movie. And there is so much public domain Christmas music you could have used, which they chose not to. It wasn't even techno music with like a Christmas like flavor or ting, ting, tinge to it. Right. Nothing like that. So that what that is something I will agree with, and something I was personally disappointed with was the music. Uh, I was actually on the opposite side of the fence. I I'm not the biggest fan of techno music. I didn't find you to be such a Skrillex fan. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big techno fan at all. But and yeah, I mean there are times that techno gets over. I don't really like it, but for some reason like. To me, it fit this movie. I was like, I was okay with it. It did. And but I was I okay think... with it. And, and the fact that um, maybe I'm, I'm not like you. So I'm like, I'm kind of glad it didn't go with the t- traditional overuse of the Christmas songs just because it's a Christmas movie. Um, I was on the opposite. Do I like techno? No, I'm not a big fan of techno. But I did, it didn't bother me. Like, I was like, oh, fuck this techno. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know. It was At least it wasn't the fucking butt rock death metal we've seen in like countless countless independent horror movies so I'm, i was okay it didn't bother I, I mean, me I, I i get what you're saying i agree and, and you know what i didn't mind the techno like when they were driving on the road and they're doing and i didn't the, think it was even shitty techno i was like this isn't bad for techno I'm like it's okay when they're splicing it in with their their adventure girls youtube yeah, page that, it's where they use that, it that's what it was, i agree yeah. but i think there could have been a better use of christmas music when they were doing the setup when they're like you know like you are you you, Alexi, you're going to be here. You, Dahlia, is going to be here. You know, and they're showing him pros and different things. You could have dun, 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 or even a techno version. A techno of that, of that one. Yes. Yeah, but I'm saying any other any other Christmas song other than that one, I think would have ruined that. More. I just wish they would have played a little bit more music into it, considering yeah. so much of it's public domain. It's not hard to do. I just wish it would have been done. Oh, there's uh, well, you just start other people's reviews. So that brings us to our our final thoughts on the movie. Um. And what is your final takeaway for sleigh, sleigh bells? Uh, I, I was um, I, I didn't know what to expect when I first saw this. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by the intro, the way it was done. Um, I like Barry Boswick as Santa. I thought he did pretty good. His comedic timing was on point, and as we said before, he wasn't phoning it in. The girls were likable. Uh, I didn't hate them. Um, they were very attractive and fun and flirty and fun, and cute. You know, they had good comedic timing as well. Um, 
I do wish, like I said, I already mentioned it. I wish there was uh, better lighting at points. I wish there was use of Christmas music here and there. Uh, something else I don't think we mentioned in really, but I'm going to mention it now. Why did we cut to the police station so often? That was my um, biggest thing about the movie. The yeah. police station almost felt like a separate movie. You know, we kept cutting the police station, kept cutting the police station. You could have done that once and been done with it. It felt like it was almost like a separate separate movie or something completely different. It, it, it would take you out of what was happening. I didn't like cutting the police station, which had very little to do with the story. You could just say, there's a rampage of people being killed. Oh, my gosh. And then, you know, when we find out it's Krampus, fucking qu- leave the police station. Don't cut back to it anymore. Uh, I was really bummed out by that. But at the end of the day, it was fun. They had good comedic timing. I'm going to say so bad it's good. Um, is it the best one? We, the, is the best Christmas indie horror movie we've seen? No, it's not. There's other ones that are better. No Mercy. Or, pardon me, Mercy Christmas. No, no Mercy. Uh, Chris, Mercy Christmas uh, is absolutely fantastic. Um, I would even go on to say that uh, Blood Beat Blood. <laughs> is worth seeing. Even though that's the most minimal Christmas movie ever, yeah. But still, that's 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 a trip. That's that something people trip. need to see. So before you see this movie, go see those two. Uh, but it was still good. It was very. Mo- it was a modern twist. It was good. They put the effort in, and Barry Boswick fucking delivered. He, it, you know what? Honestly, if he phoned it in, that may have just ruined it. But he nailed it. Yeah, he went all in. So I'm gonna have to say, so bad it's good. Um, I too am saying so bad it's good. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. It was a fun. It's a little summative. It's, yeah, it's not traditional horror slasher, but it was fun. Um, I would say, again, put it in the ballpark, even though I like it better than the one I'm about to name, but I would say, as far as fun movies, I would put it in the same kind of genre as... Um, uh, shit. Uh, Santa's Slay, the Goldberg one. It's Christmas horror, but it's not really horror. Yeah. It's kind of more. It's more fun. But it's, I love Santa Slay. I know, though. but I'm, I'm, that putting, is, I'm putting that in that more fun genre. It's just a lot more lighthearted and fun. Uh, it's I think it's definitely worth a watch. There's a lot of fun. I think the negative reviews of this were were just a people, little a little harsh. Were way too harsh. And maybe people not. Maybe, I can, maybe they didn't were they were not knowing what they were going to get. They were they expecting something different. I can see people not being too happy with this. And I there was one thing that again I forgot to mention. And I know it's based on location, and they, there's only so much they can do about it. Is that obviously it's in California, they don't get snow there, and I, I, I just it was for me personally. I just wish I could have seen a quote unquote picturesque Santa winter esque scene, you know. And but it, it that's where they were. They were in California, and yeah, guess what? In California, Christmas time, it's going to be warm and sunny. Sunny, you know, it's going to be nice and. You know, where you can run around and cosplay. Well, you had out. the same thing with uh, Red Christmas. It was Australia, you don't, or yeah. New Zealand or something. Yeah, they don't, yeah. don't snow down there either. Although so. they did, they had the sweaters, they had the decoration. They did well, pretty they, good. They, they was, but, I'm just, but that's also because they were at home. It was a family Christmas sure. in the home. Sure. These girls were out dicking around in a theme park. So, I, I, and that's what I'm they saying. They dressed for Christmas. There was Christmas cosplay. Were, come on, they were slutty. Elves or I will agree. Snowflakes and but for me, whatever. <laughs> something that pushes it over the edge is just that little that little bit. Um, I do also agree. I agree with you about the the, the police station. Every time I cut back to the police station, I I was let down. I'd be like, oh god, this again. Just keep it on the girls. Keep it with the action. It was keep fun it in there. the story. Yeah. Just felt like it just kept slowing. Like every time it's like, oh, this is good, good, and then back to like, oh god, damn it. Because really, I think other than 
the first, the very first thing there where they released the one prisoner. Yeah, and then maybe the one where the sheriff says, "Hey, dispatch my man and dispatch Sean." Yeah, and he's like, "Okay, that sees why it explains why Sean's out there. He's sent out there. Everything else, you don't need it. Yeah, you don't need. You want to cut to the the family getting killed? Fine for a little extra. Day. That's fine. But not to mention, Krampus gets around. He he goes from town to the theme park. But I'm like, whatever. He's magic. Who cares at this point? You know, I'm not. Gonna, we've seen. They've said it's magic. It's magic. So yeah, you can't argue that. But that's he, a good point. He covers a lot of ground. He does, and also the. The Richard Mole, um, you know, scene where he's, oh, it's a horrible scene. Again, that could be cut out completely. Yeah. That, I mean, it wasn't needed. I like seeing Richard Mole. I love, I'm a Richard Mole guy. I love Bull Shannon. I love Nightcore. Hey, yeah. anything to see Richard Mole, I'm fucking happy. But did he need to be in this? Absolutely not. No. Or if they really wanted him, make, give him a, I don't know, you could have given him a different part or something if you wanted to have him. Because that will make him the sheriff. You're going like, and then cut out that scene completely at the house because you didn't need it there. But anyway, overall, so bad it's good. I think it's definitely worth a watch at least once. And it's not that long. It's only like an hour and ten minutes, hour fifteen. It's a shorter movie. Yeah, so, and, um, and the end credits are about. I'm not kidding. The end credits are about ten minutes long. Yeah, so the movie long. itself is about an hour. I say an hour, hour ten. I somewhere it's short movie. It's shorter, so it's definitely worth. It's not going to take too much of your time, and it's a fun little Christmas movie. Um, so that's it, guys. That, that kicks off week one of our, our December month-long Christmas horror movie. Oh, oh, uh, spectacular, oh, whatever you Ma- want to call it. Marshall, what a great movie you chose. Oh, Santa came back. Great. Thank Yay. you so much. Uh, Aaron, Aaron hated No Mercy so much. We all hated it. So the, happy. No, the world hated No Mercy. No Mercy. That was a Krampus trick, I think. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, that so- was a fucking lump of coal <laughs> in my ass. All right, Jesus. guys. Uh, we'll be back next week with another I, Christmas I, horror movie. All right. Never mind. That's good. Aaron's got something to say, apparently. Aaron, get okay. it out. I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, and this is going to drive everyone nuts, because you're like winding it up, but hey, why not on my side? Hey, you're a fan of pro wrestling, right, Marshall? Yep. You're a fan of Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he the Universal Champion right now? Yeah. Doesn't he have his own style belt now? I don't know. I haven't honestly I haven't seen it. From yet. what I understand, he has his own style belt. Sure. His Makes belt sense. is actually designed by Tom Savini, classic horror icon. Well, Savini did his, did his mask. He did do his mask, and he also designed his belt. His belt will be on sale. Uh, starting, I think, in a couple days. Awesome. The belt will be just on sale for That's a couple cool days. That's cool because the only other person they ever gave their own belt to was John Cena. Yeah. Now, do you know how much this belt is selling for that you can purchase for? Probably something insanely like replica belts. Their replica belts are authentic replica belts are like $300 or something Oh, like that. $300? You want to go a little higher? <laughs> how about $6,500? Wow. $6,500? Five hundred dollars. Well, that belt better be real goddamn gold and diamonds <laughs> for a Tom Savini original. Now these are all designed by Tom Savini, all signed by Tom Savini. Oh, well, there's why they're autographed. And okay. there is the tie-in to horror, anyway. But we also like to mention some wrestling stuff. I wanted to mention yeah. this at the top of the show, but we got rolling so fast it just just rolled right in. So yeah, the autograph is what's jacking up the price on that. I, was like, I don't. What? I just, fuck that. I, man. I still want to pay six thousand dollars for a Tom Savini autograph. Who would the fuck would pay six thousand dollars for Tom? Don't Savini? say that. And there's people out there listening who probably would. I'm just, there's people who go apeshit for Tom Savini. They think he's like the end all be all of horror. Hey, he's great. He's great. But at the same time, you can go to like a horror hound, pay, let's just say a hundred dollars to have your picture taken with him and then sign something. It's not gonna. It's still ridiculous price. Yeah. It's limited run. Well, I just thought no, it'd be no, something limited run. I just thought it'd be something yeah. interesting that you you know tie into horror wrestling the whole shit. Yeah, I actually haven't watched much wrestling 
uh, at least not Raw and SmackDown. I've been re- I'm several weeks behind. I watch NXT regularly every week, and I watch the pay per view. I watch the rises, but I'm behind on like the actual on Raw and SmackDown. So I haven't seen Bray Wyatt's belt or Bray Wyatt since uh, he won it. Actually, you know, so. Nacho Zaguero and I uh, a couple weeks ago were at a bar, and it was a Friday night. And sure enough, there was SmackDown on. We we're just like, holy shit! We we're just at a bar. We we're just like looked over, like, holy shit! There's SmackDown. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Nachos McWerewolf and, uh, here come the spooky podcast. So check them out with uh, Cincinnati Jeff. So, yeah. um, all right, that's, we're going to wrap it up now, guys. Like I said, we'll be back. Oh, oh, oh. Santa go away. <laughs> <laughs> Not on her life, asshole. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another Christmas horror movie. In the meantime, guys, remember to watch more horror movies and always keep it tight.